Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service, and it's uh, been certainly a bit odd for the weather we've had this past week. This is certainly to be considered, I guess, our Indian summer, uh, as we have had for most of us some strong frosts or light freezes by now. You can tell that easily enough if you had any tropicals out or tropical-like plants out that uh, don't like any cold weather. They're all wilted up and drooped down and and done for the season. Foliages on the cannas, for example, will be all all browned up, and the alocasias, colocasias are heavily damaged, and impatience would have been toast already. So clearly, I think by this time this year and this past week, we're certainly into, into Indian summer. Um, that said, there's still a lot that can be done in the in the yard uh, during the during the month of November. Um, essentially, as as long as you can dig in the ground, you can plant spring flowering bulbs. You can still lay sod, for example. Uh, the retailers have been offering uh, a lot of the bulbs now uh, on sale, some pretty good prices. That's because the stores would, of course, rather see the bulbs sold than having to deal with them as an inventory item or return them to the uh, supplier that they got them from. So that can be um, that can be a, a benefit to you in terms of, of price anyway, but then it still means you still got to get them in the ground. Essentially, the bigger the bulb, the deeper they can be planted. A good rule of thumb is two to three times their widest diameter in terms of depth in the soil. Planting this time of the year, depending upon what kind of weather we have in the oncoming weeks, may mean that next spring the bulb will come up and it may be delayed. Typical scenario, we've planted the bulb maybe in September, time in October. The bulb puts out some roots to establish itself this fall yet and then is ready to rock and roll come next spring and it takes right off and blooms and grows as one would expect. Planted late in the season or even early, very early next spring as soon as you could get in the ground, assuming these bulbs receive their cold treatment anyway. Uh, the bulbs first have to put out a bit of root, then start to come up. So they're a little bit delayed. Uh, let's say so they'll be delayed in 2016, but by 2017 they'll be back on track with all the other bulbs in your yard. So that's one of the things you can do. Gardeners that, of course, routinely compost their yard waste, the landscape waste, the spent uh, flower parts and the vegetative parts of weeds, but not necessarily the parts of the weeds that have seed head on them. Uh, we 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 put this into the uh, compost bin. If you've got compost, it's already ready to go. Um, it's a great time to add that to the vegetable garden and be able to turn that under for the winter time, or use it as a mulch layer in the perennial bed to uh, slow weed growth next spring and provide some soil temperature moderation this fall uh, to the perennial plants themselves. So this is something that we have. Uh, again, the opportunity to do next spring, you might be able to turn that compost uh, mulch layer in the perennial bed under a little bit uh, to incorporate it in. But essentially, uh, no matter whether you do or don't, it does good things for the soil and it will continue to decompose and uh, return nutrients to the soil profile, which then, of course, the perennial plants get to get to use. If you are, you are going to incorporate it into the vegetable garden, um, rather than leave, uh, say, rather than do it with a rototiller, for example, it would be uh, a better opportunity to just turn the garden over by hand with a shovel or garden spade and leave it very rough. 
This allows the snow and the rains to have a lot more surface to be absorbed by the garden soil, and that puts that much more moisture into the soil profile for growing next year. So that's a great opportunity for that. And additionally, when you have the soil that's left relatively rough, uh, the freezing and thawing actions on it uh, help condition the soil. So there's a couple reasons why uh, you might want to leave the garden um, more rough than what you might normally do, especially if you can add the organic matter. Well, about this time of year, I would normally say our lawns are slowing down. And for some of us, they may have a little bit, especially maybe on a particular uh, exposure around the house. But uh, this kind of weather with the added moisture we're getting again, the lawns continue to grow. So once again, we're still kind of obligated to keep mowing. One, you want to mow to, for the lawn itself. And, and two, now that we've had substantial more leaf fall from our uh, deciduous trees and shrubs in the yard, uh, we don't want those leaves uh, piling up and smothering the lawn and causing conditions that will just give us uh, lawn disease problems early next spring and uh, winter damage as a result of them piled up. So this is something we want to uh, we want to continue to mow. We want to mulch up and let as much of the leaf litter work itself into the turf. But if not, if you have to bag it because there's so much of it, this is another item that can go into the compost pile. This is another item that we could use as a compost in the vegetable garden to be turned in. It's all the browns but worked in with the soil, it works out very nicely. So that's something else we could uh, we could certainly be doing. Uh, another activity is before the garden hose is finally taken off the spigot of the house is to water any newly transplanted uh, trees, shrubs, or evergreens. And if you even if you have established plant material in the yard, um, this last time we get to water them um, will help ensure that come next spring you don't have a lot of brown leaves and, and burnt back needles on your broad-leaved evergreens and evergreen trees. And it also helps those deciduous trees and shrubs uh, get through the winter and come out next spring in, in, in good standing. So it's important that we water that one more time. And I guess uh, maybe not lastly here, but as we get closer and closer to the end of the gardening season, as, as we know it in terms of being really active outside, um, we've used the mower to mulch with. Uh, there's lots of leaves and dust and debris that can be collected up underneath the, the mower deck as well as grass clippings for the season. It's time to clean that out and clean that up. You might even consider spraying a little light oil, a WD-40 or a lightweight oil underneath the deck to uh, prohibit or stop any further rusting from happening. Uh, another activity would be uh, going ahead and just sharpening the lawnmower blade and it's all ready for next spring. Uh, other mechanical activities would be um, putting uh, a, a fuel stabilizer conditioner in the lawnmower, running the engine enough to uh, circulate that gasoline through the carburetor before you put it away for the winter. Maybe you can change the oil yet this fall and let it go through the winter time with clean oil. Not a bad thing. So there's lots of activities like that that can be that can be done. You might need to wear your sweatshirt and a pair of gloves or even a slightly heavier coat towards the end of the season here, but it's something that can easily be dealt with. So those are lots of things that can still be done yet this month. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up, and I'll be back with you again next week.